3: Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV
4: you've been waiting for. always
5: follow the money. That's what I always say. You always
4: follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSN.
6: Come back. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL, and this season, new customers can bet $5 on any team and pocket 203 bets. If your Moneyline bet wins, download the app and use code VEASAN when you sign up. Available to play in select states. Got to be 21. DraftKings.com for details.
7: Here we go. I like to refer to our next guest as the Maestro. He is the VP of Circa Resort & Casino downtown Las Vegas, along with the D and the Golden Gate. He is Mike Palm. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good
2: morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good hey, morning, Mike. Cabot Cove, Maine. We oh. learned of the death of Angela Lansbury yesterday. Oh. All of our loyal family watching on Nesson. Morris, Illinois. Peekaboo Marquis. We see you. Sarnia, Ontario. Good morning, Canada. Watching on Rogers, Sportsnet, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh area. We say good morning, AT&T in Point Loma, California in the San Diego area. Sunrise over yeah. Spectrum. Murder, she wrote. 60 Minutes except on the West Coast, followed by murder, she wrote. Uh-huh. Ah, Pat. Uh, one oh, of yeah. the best to ever yep. do it, no yep. doubt.
7: Uh, Derek Stevens, who owns this great property, mm-hmm. uh, I saw him on Sunday. It was during the games, right, during the early window here. Uh, he pulls me aside and he goes, would you believe it, Mitch? This is the only game I care about right now. And he points up to the commanders and the Titans. I'm like, explain that. What do you mean? He goes, we took so much money on Washington.
2: We we had no explanation for this. We were all talking like, who's uh, Go ahead. The floor is yours. It was all overnight. I woke up. You know, I woke up 6 o'clock Sunday morning uh, to to catch the kick of the Green Bay game. I'm looking on my phone because we get updated up to the minute what our needs are, and I couldn't believe it. We (laughs) We, we needed the we needed the Titans that game was already down to a pick from overnight and the money just kept coming I don't I didn't get it I mean I didn't I didn't feel especially terrorized having to fade Carson Wentz. and although you got four cracks from inside the five and you and, I know get it done uh everything went our way they, they were all over the Vikings I thought that was a loser it was 21 to three the Bears looked dead in the water they came back almost won the game yeah all, all the decisions we, we, we win we we win the game with Cleveland because uh, San Diego didn't cover two and a half, right? Uh, although that game went, went back and forth, so people bet Philadelphia they didn't cover in the end. Arizona covers, although the, they botched that, and we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just wow, everything this, would really uh, win our way. Well,
6: I'm sorry, the, the scoop Jackson had to be the London
2: game. I mean, how do you Packers? You the know line what was went our the biggest ninth. decision in yeah. that was second half. They pounded the Packers in the second half. What was that more, more than more than really game, more than the game? Ball, the teasers, money much, lines. It's that's spread. what I. It knocks out every, Not only the teasers, but everybody puts that in a money line parlay if you're doing a money line, that early game, especially when you look like you have a layup spot. Yeah, and you're not even have to get up.
6: I can't believe they lost that
2: game. I well, cannot. I bet it's I bet one thing to lose,
6: half. but 17 to three, they blow a 17 to three lead. Against a beat up giant team, and the offense completely dies.
2: Could never get Daniel Jones off the field in a second. Yeah, right. you, know, what the, <laughs> yeah. you know what they were doing? They were they
7: were playing him like he was going to beat him deep, and so they gave him everything underneath. And so Dayball and and Danny Dimes were like, okay, well this I have guys wide open. If you're going to give me these wide open guys, I just keep throwing them the ball for eight yard chunk plays, and they're going to pick up you know more with the yak. This is a the great Matt Lafleur got out coached by a first year guy. Yeah, he might not get to 13 wins this year. Mm. Interesting division now. What's his, uh, what's his, Win. what's the most wins that he'll have in a single season once Aaron Rodgers says bye bye?
2: Uh, eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then
6: that went off. You're right. Right. I, I Were you surprised how many people, fans are fans, but how many people thought that was a good move to take the intentional safety? We live and breathe. Who's better at the Hail Mary than Rodgers? Mm-hmm. A Hail Mary
2: beats you then.
6: And he didn't even take time off the clock because he took the kneel downs yeah. before that.
2: Yeah, first of all, why? They hadn't made him punt. Why wouldn't you hand the ball off three times to Barkley and see if he can pop one and yeah. end the game? Right? The yeah. three kneel downs. Oh, he
6: might fumble. I said, does I, this I, guy know
2: that they can't, yeah. you know, that the clock? Right. And and I didn't understand it. And then the safety, I mean, we've seen Rodgers hit him from 70. Yes. These Hail Marys. <laughs> yeah. You're kicking from the 20. He's going to have a shot.
7: Yep. Although that was a really, I mean, off, yeah. false start. Yeah, to move them back five yards. Come on, guys. It's one thing that we can't do. Mm. Can't have a stupid false start. Yeah, they're in trouble. I don't think they're that good. Yep.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they aren't that good. Good. Yep. So, a huge day for you Sunday. Uh, how about the contest update? What well, do you, What do you think of this so far, yeah.
2: Paul? Remember you, Paul. You said after week two uh-huh. that after week four we'd be below eight hundred. You were off one week. Yes. Right? I mean, this the this here uh, this here deal where we lost. Um, 449 on the Jags, which was the most popular team. Correct. Lose. And then the other one was the Packers, 48. So you almost had 500 between them. You had the number right last hour. We're down to 718 after 5 weeks. And then in the millions, we started the second quarter 69 people went 5 and 0. Oh. Uh and there are three players tied at 21 and 4 through 5 weeks for the overall and another three players at 24 and 1. So 21 points and 20 and a half points. You said Westgate's 21 and a half 21 points. 21 and a so, half yeah. the leader right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
7: Uh so Thanksgiving, still confident we're going to get there I Turkey made the Day. Uh, I made the line
6: 350. Am for I off for Christmas? No, to get to Thanksgiving. Plus 350 No, is, uh, minus 350.
2: Oh yeah. Uh how do you feel? I think you're light. I'd, okay. I'd go. Okay. That's fair, I'd, sure. I'd go. I'd go north of five dollars. Would you? To get okay. Thanksgiving. Okay. I was going to
7: throw out eight dollars. Is that yeah. too aggressive? Still, no, I still don't that know. high? I don't
2: know. I then I might know. be a little high. Okay. Christmas. But our friend E has a good point. There's camouflaged entries, right, where pe- people have conglomerates and that, and that's very true. And when they get down to the fifty and eighty players, can play certain ways. Good
6: point. Yep. But also, uh, there's no free spot on the bingo card. There appear, there's no layup this year. You can't just say, I'm going against them every week. They stink.
2: You can't, Maybe. because Seattle can score. Detroit's not as bad as they look, although that effort at Foxborough was hard, hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, it's yeah. Hard, hard to watch uh-huh. a spending Jared Goff every play. Uh-huh. Uh Boy, wh- the, the commanders are bad, though, because Wentz is just, he's so immobile. Are they the worst team in football right now, you think? It's hard to say. Let's see what happens there, tomorrow. You, there's the worst, worst team yes. You, know you could he, argue Pittsburgh. You know who the team yeah. might be? It might be Carolina. Mm, but I, but the problem be. is it's a horrific quarterback play. Yeah, It's yeah. not like that. the defense is, is terrible. They just have got no play, and they don't want to turn to Darnold. So, I think the defense is okay. I think but, he got fired because he wouldn't put somebody else in. I just kept uh, doing the same thing every
7: week. But this could be, I mean, going from Mayfield and how bad he was, it still could be a downgrade to P.J. Walker.
2: P.J. Walker's the only quarterback with a winning record. Since Cam Newton. He's 2-0 as a starter at Carolina. Everybody else with horrible losing records. But, but the writing will be on the wall,
7: though. They're saying they're not interested in getting rid of uh, Christian McCaffrey, but the Bills, according to reports, reached out. reaching out. Outs. What if they trade McCaffrey? I think it's going to well, be then. Okay, then they're going to tank for the first Long
2: rebuild. Yet. It'll be a
7: long one. Yeah.
6: Who would you use in Survivor this week? Yeah, well, if you have the Rams. But that, that's the other thing. Explain the, the uh, bonus, though. How many people want to punt on the million-dollar bonus I don't goal. think
2: that's really coming it's not- into, that, into play that much. We saw the people using the Bengals very early on, yeah. and you can't use either of them. So if you use Correct. one or the other, you're out of the million-dollar But So I don't think that's really in play, and it's not like they're playing to their form of last year where you could be punching their tickets all the time. Although I think the Bengals are better. They should have won that game in Baltimore. You get to the yeah. two-yard yeah. line, why do you have to so cute? You're the defending AFC champs. You're playing in a black-and-blue division. You run the ball. If you can't run the ball four times and can't get in, so be it. You know?
7: I couldn't stand the play calling. It was awful.
2: Terrible. That's all that... the
7: gadgetry and all this down yep. on the goal line. That's what I said on Monday. Zach Taylor will get a pass because people that's the way people look at it, right? Well, he made the Super Bowl, so he's a good coach. Anything but. They made the
2: Super Bowl because they didn't turn the ball over and yep. and, and the kid made all his field goals. Yep. That's how they made the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Tannehill, Tannehill three, three
6: interceptions. That's exactly right. But
2: I was watching the end of that game on Sunday night. And there's, like, no doubt that Tucker's just going to make a 44-yard field goal, right? They don't even try to nah. get closer. And it's right down the pipe. This guy should get some MVP votes. Who's more valuable than that? He never misses. How many games does he win for them in a year? Three? Four? It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, you <laughs> have to go back and look,
7: but it seems, it's probably quite a few over the years. And he's been doing this for a decade, yeah. it seems like. He's, he's I don't, I don't, I'm not going to call him, like, one of the best weapons in football, but he's a weapon that you can rely on every single
2: time. He always makes it. Always. <laughs> he's missed one kick, right, in the last 2 minutes of a game. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. it. In his career. Hey, we <laughs> need to like alert people to this
7: by the way. The Friday Night Show which is hosted oh, by Matt oh, come okay, on. Okay, you are he's got it's a contest at Derek Steve, $25,000 to the winner. But Mike Palm right now, your best bets are 5 and 0 oh, and you'd be leading, you'd be actually if you were eligible to win this thing, you'd be
2: in front. I would be a half game ahead of your boy, Chuck Edel, who's on this show every Friday. Um, I'm 17-7-1, 5-0 on best bets. So you give out five plays, college or pro, full game, uh, side or total, and then one of them is the best bet. Matt Eumanns is playing along as well. He and I can't win. He's also 5-0 on best bets, Matt Eumann, but I think he's around 500 with the record. So it'll be interesting if I can keep up there against this this gauntlet of, of competitors there. Yeah. I come on at ten thirty Pacific to give my picks. Then Matty gives his at 10.45. And then the last hour of the show, he has four different of the 16, either in studio or on phone, to give out their picks and then summarizes all of them.
7: It's a great show. I know yes. it's late. For those of you on the East Coast as well, it is replayed on the network. Yes. And you can find it as well when you go to the website, various spots to find it as well. But uh, what's been working for you? Do you have any, is there, Are you using like the same team? Have you used the same team at all in your best bets at all?
2: Not, not really. Uh, playing Minnesota under a couple of times. The the college team. The college team. The, the under on Minnesota games. Uh, it's been okay, um, but it's been a variety. I've been picking sides. I went 2-0 and in the pros. I had Cleveland plus 2.5 in that game against San Diego. And then the, I talked to you about this a lot on Saturday, the Cowboy game under with the Rams. Uh-huh. Uh, although the first quarter, I thought I was in deep trouble sure. there, but then they blanked the Rams in the second half. The best bet was Tennessee this week? Tennessee over LSU. Over LSU. Yeah. LSU's yeah. no God. good. I, we were yeah. LSU's. We talked that. about this briefly on the show because yeah. Paulie leaned the other way, right? It didn't make any sense to me. There's no reason Tennessee can't beat Alabama this week I would agree with that. I I like the way he calls the game hype. Oh, I'm a big fan of him. I like the way they have pace. They get to the line. The kid is tall. He can run the football. I thought it was over as soon as LSU fumbled the opening kick. You give them an extra possession. You know Tennessee's getting the ball in the second. You saw what they did to Florida. They turned it just at the end of the first half. Yep. They, They
7: killed LSU in that game. Up next, the biggest gaffes of the previous week with no hyperbole. Why was this team throwing the ball late When a field goal would have won the game, Mike has all the details coming up next.
3: Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
6: This is Follow the Money on VCN. Here comes hockey in a $4 favorite already today. Lace up your skates, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. You're home for the latest lines, odds, boost, all the props hockey season. And uh, Tuesday night, the Tuesday first goal insurance promotion. Check out Betrivers.com or download the app every Tuesday. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers.
5: No bias. Yeah, we- no pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a
3: husband. <laughs> no agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best
1: part of the week. Here's
3: the maestro, Mike Baum. I am the smartest
2: man alive! All right, number five, Temmy Trumpet plays Taps. The Mets took on the Padres Saturday night in City Field, trailing 1-0 in their best of three National League wildcard series. The game featured a matchup of the two 2018 Cy Young winners and Blake Snell and Jacob DeGrom. The Mets led 3-2 going to the seventh inning. That's when Mets manager Buck Showalter called on his closer Edwin Diaz to hold the lead. Diaz had 32 saves and a 131 ERA this year for the Mets. He gave up a one-out single to catcher Austin Nola but stranded him at second. In the bottom of the seventh, the Mets Mets batted around and plated four runs. The half inning lasted just over 40 minutes, extended in part due to 10 straight balls thrown by Padres reliever Adrian Morjan. Perfect timing for Showalter. With a 7-2 lead, he could get Diaz out after just one inning and have him fresh for a decisive game three on Sunday. But not so fast, said Showalter. Diaz took the hill for the top of the eighth. His first pitch to Manny Machado came 46 minutes after his last pitch to Juan Soto in the top of the seventh. Diaz would get two outs in the top of the eighth while throwing 28 pitches in the appearance. The Mets won 7-3. After the game, Showalter was asked by a reporter if he thought about using Diaz for all three innings. Apparently, the reporter was unaware that a best-of-three series includes a game three. Showalter replied that he kept Diaz in because it was a difficult part of the order dealing with in the top of the eighth. Buck, you are up five runs. If scared slider out of Vino and Lugo can't get you through two innings, then your 101 wins don't deserve a spot in the NLDS. On Sunday, the Padres' $50 million man Joe Musgrove was outstanding, and they advanced with a 6-0 win. Buck did call on Diaz down 4-0 in the bottom of the eighth, and he gave up a two-run single to Juan Soto. Number four, slip sliding away. Frequent no-hyperbole contributor Arizona Cardinals took on the NFL's last unbeaten team in the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday in Glendale. The Cardinals rallied from a 14-0 deficit and trailed 20-17 with 36 seconds remaining. The Redbirds faced 2nd and 10 from the Eagles 35. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray broke free from the pocket and ran toward the first down sticks. But as the Eagles defenders converged on the mighty might, he slid a yard short of the first down. With no timeouts remaining, the Cardinals faced 3rd and 1 with a running clock at 25 seconds. Would they run the ball and then spike it after a first down? Worst-case scenario, if you're stopped short, you still have 20 seconds to bring the field goal team on. Would they attempt to throw to the sidelines to achieve a first down and stop the clock? Or would they take a shot at the end zone right there? Well, the answer for Coach Cliff Kingsbury's team was none of the above. Instead, Murray rushed to the line and spiked the ball with 22 seconds left. This brought on kicker Matt Amendola. Amendola, who the cards signed to fill in for ailing kicker Matt Prater. Amendola, who was cut by the Chiefs after missing a 34-yard field goal and an extra point in their 2017 loss to the Colts. And Amendola, who missed wide right, the Eagles moved to 5-0 with the 2017 victory. Shrewd tactician Kingsbury said the spike was his call. Quote, yeah, I was right there and I thought clearly he got the line to gain. And they brought it back. And by that time, we had already committed to clocking it. 22 seconds left. He ran there. Didn't get it. We had a hurricane field goal with a new kicker. It was just past the point of no return if only the nfl had some antiquated way of visually alerting coaches players and fans to the down and distance situation wait i've got it let's create bright orange first down sticks then old cliff kingsbury won't be looking up at the scoreboard to see if his team got a first down it's a new way to lose every week with this outfit number three 100 percent on me a pair of four and one acc atlantic division foes met on Saturday at Carter-Finley Stadium as Florida State took on 14th ranked NC State. Things looked bleak for the Wolfpack. They trailed 17-3 and lost quarterback Devin Leary to injury in the third quarter. But the Wolfpack had two things on their side, a strong defense and Mike Norvell on the opposing sideline. Behind three Christopher Dunn field goals, NC State took a 19-17 lead late in the fourth quarter. Florida State got the ball back on their own eight with 4.44 to go. They drove 70 yards and faced second and eight from the NC State 22 with 44 seconds to go. NC State had only one timeout remaining, while Florida State had all three of their timeouts. And then Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis lofted the ball in the general direction of wide receiver Micah Pittman. It was easily intercepted in the end zone by Wolfpack DB Devin Boykin, giving NC State a 19-17 victory. After the game, Mike Norvell talked about the play call. He said it was the same one that the Seminoles had scored on in the first half that Pittman had got rerouted inside while Travis threw the ball to the outside. He said, I told the team that this outcome was 100% on me. Very, very true, coach. You were in field goal range. Your kicker had kicked a 47 yard field goal earlier in the game. NC State could not get the ball back. But instead of running twice or play action, you lofted a ball to the end zone and cost your team the game. Number two, lip service. The offseason war of words was heated between Alabama head coach Nick Saban and his former assistant, Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher. Saban said Fisher bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. Fisher fired back, calling Saban a narcissist and suggesting Saban's program is not as clean as others might think. Saturday's date in Tuscaloosa was certainly circled on all SEC calendars. And for all the talk and buildup, the game came down to one play. After a pass interference call on the Crimson Tide, the Aggies had first and goal from the two with three seconds remaining in the game, trailing 24-20. Texas A&M quarterback Haynes King threw the ball for wideout Evan Stewart to the front corner of the end zone. Actually, more like the one-and-a-half yard line. The play was defended by Alabama DB Terry and Arnold. Fisher defended the play call, saying, We are in one-on-one in the right corner, and we had three options. Haynes Kings read it. They made the play on it. But did Haynes King really read Stewart? Defensive back Terry Arnold had a different version of events. Terrier said he saw Fisher identify the intended target to his quarterback. He's on the sidelines going, Evan, Evan, Evan. We all knew the ball was going to Stewart. One thing Saban can't accuse Fisher of is buying a playbook. (laughs) And number one, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your quarterback down. The story of this weekend was certainly the absurd roughing the passer penalties in the NFL. We could have dedicated the entire no hyperbole to this one subject. So where do we begin? Let's go to Landover, Maryland, where Titans defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons was called for roughing the passer after a glancing blow falling away from Commodore's quarterback Carson Wentz. Next up, Tampa Bay trailing 21-15 with 3.03 remaining. Falcons defensive end Grady Jarrett sacked Tom Brady for a 10-yard loss, forcing a Buccaneers punt. But referee Jerome Bogar ruled that Garrett unnecessarily threw Brady to the ground and called roughing the passer. Tampa game began one more first down and ran out the clock. Tom Brady was asked on Monday if he thought the call was correct.
3: it was it was a it was a it was a long hug a long unwelcomed hug from grady and uh he was in the backfield all day so as i said after the games i don't throw flags and what i do throw is tablets and uh, (laughs) i didn't have one accessible at that time so
2: he had a hell of a game that's i'll leave it at that finally we moved to kansas city for monday night football the chiefs trailed the raiders 17 to 7 in the closing moments of the second quarter Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones sacked Raider quarterback Derek Carr, forcing the ball loose and recovering Carr's fumble. But referee Carl Cheffer ruled that Jones, who had cost the Chiefs in their loss to the Indianapolis Colts, with an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty with five minutes to go, had fallen on Carr with his full weight and therefore called roughing the passer. After the game, the pool reporters questioned Sheffers whether the loose ball changed his call. Cheffers said no, the quarterback gets pool protection in the pocket whether he has the ball or not. The Chiefs would go on to rally to win the game 30-29 after Raider head coach Josh McDaniel went for two with four minutes left and then couldn't convert third and one and fourth and one with under a minute to go at midfield. But that's a whole nother story. So what was Grady Jarrett to do? Hold Tom Brady until Brady gives? Pick him up and place him softly on the grass? And what about poor Chris Jones? Should he have somehow peeled his body away from Carr and not went after the loose ball? We are getting perilously close to playing flag football or two-handed touch here. The NFL needs to address all officiating crews immediately. Not waiting for the offseason. Not for the competition committee meetings in the spring today so that players coaches fans and bettors don't have to deal with this absurdity one more weekend and that is no hyperbole there you go there
7: it is great job as always yep yeah. i can't wait till tom brady is retired and in the booth for fox getting 37 million dollars a year and saying nothing on the air
6: oh very true mm. uh very possible you going to give us something tom yep i can't believe that either but that's we're going to have a vince young part 2 yeah you're we're going to yeah. we're going to oh, i'm going to hold him I'm going to let go right. and i'm not going to blow the whistle and he's going to throw a touchdown. Paul, I think you're spot on. It's a great call by stop. you, and
7: all hell's going to break loose. Yes, sure, as it should.
2: Oh, remember, they went to the rough in the grasp rule, and that was ridiculous yeah. because quarterbacks were, were breaking free and running. and They were blowing the whistle yep. all the way along. They know what's an illegal hit and what's yes, not an course. illegal yes, hit.
7: Of course. Yep. Uh, up next, a rock-solid pro tip along with in-pocket plays. Don't force it. Pick your spots. We'll tell you what that means coming up here. and Follow the money. It's Vsin the Sports Betting Network.
0: to determine the winner of any given college basketball game.
6: Someone gives you 10000 to one on anything. You take it.
7: Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. No, nope. five to one. No, nope. ten to one. You're on. Right. In pockets, I'm coming back today with uh, Zach Wheeler and the Phillies. First five plus 105. Really good numbers against this Brave, uh, Braves outfit, and I want nothing to do with the Phillies bullpen.
6: Sure. Absolutely. All right. I'm taking Oklahoma State. Give me Gundy plus the points against TCU. He's been unbelievable in this spot going back. And I'll take Oklahoma State in the showdown. Historic Saturday in college football. Three matchups. 5 and 0 playing 5 and uh, 0. And in pocket. Presented by Bet Rivers. Your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com. That's going to be the story of, this, of these playoffs, Mike and Mitch. It's going to be the bullpens because of the schedule and the war of attrition here. And now we're just seeing how these managers after one game are loosey-goosey with what they're doing. The moves Robert's going to make, Boone, and bringing all these guys in. Mm-hmm. Then you bring in your closer in the Philly game. You know these guys give up runs when there's margin for error. When, when they know there's a little, I can oh, give up a home run here. I'll still be okay. Right. Inevitably, that's what always happens. But uh, what do you think of the Robbie Ray
2: thing? Never had a save in his career. Well, well- to me, the question is, so service wasn't going to pitch him in game three? Is he out of their rotation? Because you blow him for game three. You, you know, Josh Towers, who who pitched in I wouldn't say league, that. It was only to, one hitter. Toronto. No, but it's their whole routine. That's exactly Starters right. Starters warm up one yes. way. You can't flip them back and forth to the bull. They have a whole set routine, yep. what they do on day one, on day two, on day three, on day four. And you can't just say, oh, you're going to go up and throw the bullpen today, and you're going to start in two days. Yep. It's not happening. I agree with you. They, they broke it down last night on the broadcast. Nobody's allowed to talk to
7: Justin Verlander on game day. Nobody.
6: are too, I believe.
7: And it's uh, yeah. Gilbert. No said. one's allowed to talk to him. Don't You can't even get close <laughs> to him. You can't talk to him. And Gilbert for the Mariners, it starts the day before. We, like, stay away from him. Oh, so these guys Jesus. are very, you know, touchy.
6: Yeah, so I know, but, but Scherzer, he's right or, with the routine. though. Yeah, a lot of Mets fans were giving it to Scherzer about you act like that, you know, you, the the you, this lunatic. No one can talk to you, and
2: then you, you spit it up and ruin right. the season. God, and then you're gonna blame those two guys for ruining the season, Scherzer and Degrom. Scherzer, how about your how about your guy Bassett who had nothing in the uh, deciding oh, that was a bad game performance? Bad, per- well, Scherzer didn't do no favors, but
6: Bassett certainly. I mean, you, it was like your uh, who was the reliever? Ate, Ate, what's his name? Oh, Ottavino. Ottavino. Will you him. challenge somebody? You have a five-run lead. He's throwing breaking five balls. Five straight breaking balls. Breaking breaking balls. Time, yeah. well, that's what Bassett <laughs> yeah. was doing. He
7: walked two guys to load the bases. Ridiculous. How popular are the uh, yes run first inning, oh, no run
2: first inning? It's the instant gratification. It's like, it's like, you know, we used to have first ten in hockey. Will there be a go? Now it's first five. Right. Well, I mean, people want to, their bet decided sure. they 15 minutes. I need to know. Yep. So Let's he move on to the next.
6: So he mentioned he saw Derek Sunday. I saw him Saturday. And he goes, you won't believe the handle on this. Yes, no, first any business in the playoff games. The
2: decisions are big. Yeah. The, the handles nuts not 30, $40,000 decisions. Yeah. On, on I don't problem. like it. I don't no. like it because I'm a no better. So I'm an under better. So I would bet. No. What inning is the most likely inning for a team to score? It's the first inning. It's the first inning. Your, your lineup is set, and look yeah. how many pitchers struggle in the first uh-huh. good pitchers. Yeah. Their worst inning is always the first inning. Mm-hmm. I, I think you go and you bet n- no run with books that offer it in the second inning, the third inning, and you try to you try to bet that with the bottom of the lineup. It's That's not exactly not one, two, right, three,
7: four. Man. Correct, yes. Are you betting first threes at all no, yes
2: more. oh gosh oh <laughs> oh that's so fun that's i don't have to get through i don't have to get through the bottom of the fifth anymore something i here, like huh? it love it's almost like one and a half yeah, right uh, but the oh, juice yeah. is one way or the i love it i love it <laughs> it's yeah, like it's your new is, is this yeah. your new Hold soccer on you know, other places have offered yeah. it but they only had a 50 dollar bet yeah, so yeah. now you can bet a nickel oh. a dime on these things they're oh, great there you go. and right. you do in game for the first inning and a half on it I love it. The list baseball playoffs. I, I was going to
6: say you can find two and halves, but then you just, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well,
2: we know the reason you don't get involved yeah.
6: there. The limits. Okay. Excellent. Correct. Very good. Yeah. Correct. What's going on here at uh, also with Circa with the big announcement with the award?
2: Oh, yeah. That was nice because it's G2. It's a very busy week for me. This is a tiring week. There's events all day long uh, with all the industry people coming together. Um, but uh, the awards ceremony on Monday, the, Amer- the uh, Global Gaming Awards, Circa won for the second consecutive year, best North American casino. So that, that was a great compliment to the team. the, oh, the big, awesome. The big Good upset, job. though, was that Derek did not win it, Global Executive of the Year. He, he finished second. Amy Howe from FanDuel won it. So uh, there's some, something going on there. I don't know. A shocking, shocking result that he's not the top guy in the world. How would he take the news? <laughs> he, 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 I think he was surprised that he even got in the top. You know, there's like ten candidates in each yeah. category, and they named the top three. I think he was. Genuinely surprised. But he was on the panel with Contessa Brewer yesterday after Bill Miller gave the remarks and, and he did terrific.
7: That seems to me like that's a pretty damn cool award to win best American Casino two straight years. North North, America.
2: North American Casino. North American.
7: That's a uh, it's huge.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sure it is. Oh, that's it's, gigantic. Well it's what we won it. We were new the first year, but then we went it the second year. That's that was uh feather in the cap.
6: Hell of a weekend here. You can't move.
2: It was awesome with the college football
6: and well, but the NFL. But this is what
2: a time of the year this is. Oh, You're yeah, people, yeah. This book. NHL just started, and then you got uh-huh. the baseball playoffs, and it, full flight of college football, the NFL. I, I like your play, by the way. I like Oklahoma State straight up. This is his tape. spot. It's a yeah. common play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I like him, too. Yep.
6: This is his spot. Did you do any contests? No. You didn't get anything? No.
2: Okay. My thrill would come and play along with Matt Heumann. Okay. Right.
6: right, but that's how uh, about an interesting story you have here? Because you you told us we talk about this off here. You I just, you, you got into this last week off here, and I go, I, this is unbelievable. I know where it's going. Save it for the year. The, I, le- I,
2: the lesson here is know <laughs> the rules. If you're going to get into a contest, <laughs> know the rules. This so this story comes from 2009, back at the Fitzgeralds before I ever met the Stevens kid. Yeah, uh-huh. and the, the employees got together and they said, let's do a weight loss contest. <laughs> right, everybody puts in twenty dollars. We do, it for, we do it for three months. Whoever loses the biggest percentage of the weight, this, this, and that, weigh-ins are going to be on Friday. So I said, well, what? So we will have uh, male and female judges doing the weigh-ins. We'll strip down to our underwear. Oh, no, come on. That's, re- that's ridiculous, they said. We'll just go out to the Thompson building, and we'll weigh on that big scale in the receiving dock. I said, yeah, well, w- w- how should people be dressed? They said, well, you, you have to dress how you are for work. So you'd be in whatever. If you're in a uniform this, you're a dealer. Well, you know, I was managing the poker and a and all that. So so when I went to weigh in, what, what would I be in real life? Well, I wear a very heavy wool coat, blazer, a, a, a sweater vest, very, very thick tie. You knew at that time before the apps or everything carry a lot of cash. So, you know, you had a little extra cash. It up that day. And maybe if I was getting, you know, in a poker game that night, I would have something for tipping. So why not? a, a roll or two or 12, a half dollars in my pocket. I mean, that would seem to be appropriate day for everyday life. So at the time, I was a little thinner than I am now. I was, <laughs> over, I was around 165. I think I weighed in at 178. Of, of course, then three months later, you had to weigh in, you know, and you're, but, but it was warmer then, and, you know, I just had a light polo on, and, and maybe I started tipping dollars at that point. Anyhow, I did the work. I got from 165 to 159, but of course I went from, you know, 178 to 163. But a dishwasher, Norm Gladstone, who was like 280 pounds, lost 60 pounds and won the contest. He beat you. He beat me. Fair and square he, he, barrett's Maybe. Barrett's maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I gave it a run. I thought I had it. <laughs> You're loading up I with and weights. I got and a 50, and... 15 pound head start here. I got, I got like a 9% body <laughs> oh. head start. Didn't work out. But straight, the, I got second. I did get second. Is this is so straight out of the office. Not all was lost. What's <laughs> all reasonable? The, the, the moral is know the rules <laughs> I guess it is. know the rules.
6: you find out a lot about people when there's money involved <laughs> Or you you ever fish in ohio too there's oh, another one how did that experiment. not make it though i know it's long but well, these gotta gotta weeks be...
2: there's like 12 13 candidates for everything well, i i had to have a baseball one in there so i got sure walter stuff in the it,
6: fish with the these, weights the... god knows how many tournaments these people have oh, won for years i'm surprised that guy wasn't assaulted
2: they didn't need to your, that, I was just going to say that they probably need to relocate <laughs> yes. in this oh, area where they've been robbing people with the, oh, the weighted they fishes. They can never
7: show their faces again. They, no, can't. they, they got need to move somewhere. 100%, yep. Okay, it's time now for the uh, pro tip of the hour, available every hour for vSIM pro subscribers. And this is courtesy of uh, the maestro himself, Mike Palm. This is a good one here. Go ahead, Mike.
2: Well, I heard some some discussion on the network about betting the Rams not to make the playoffs mm-hmm. around 105-110 right now but timing of your bet is very important i mean if you're going to bet the rams right now to miss the playoffs that means you think carolina is going to beat them they're a 10 and a half point dog today if on sunday at SoFi. i mean if you believe the rams are going to miss you got to wait till next week this line at plus 105 is going to be plus 145 plus 150 so the timing of your bet will create the value in it picking your spots pick your spots don't have to force it
7: there there you go good pro tip i like it yeah because they're going to be they're taking on pj walker they're a huge favorite now this week and uh, we do a pro tip every single hour across every single Veson show that means at least 20 every single day. they're available for Vson Pro subscribers only at vson.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. So did I make a rookie mistake last night? I was going to wait to bet the Guardians to win the series after game one, thinking the Yankees would win with Cole on the mound. I didn't. Not that long before first pitch, I took the
2: Guardians. A mistake by me? Yeah, I think it was, because you it, you know.
7: I went you, back and forth all, on it all day long.
2: If, why didn't you just bet game one? If I mean, if you thought they were going to beat Cole, I thought the way to play this Dodger series is always to go after the Dodgers pre-flop because I thought they had a huge advantage in game one with Urias against Clevenger. Yes. Yep. Um. And I and I don't mind the matchup tonight. And then you get up to nothing. You can call your price on the Padres. But we maybe we get into that a little more with the excursion. I'm we're a little worried about this Dodger rotation.
7: Okay. Sure. Very good. Sure. We'll get there next. MLB Network's Matt Beskirch are going to join the show. What do they do? How do the Dodgers approach the rest of the series with their rotation? We'll ask them about that coming up.
5: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds,
4: it was shocking.
5: I have to know what were they thinking?
6: Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet. VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. With wagering on more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks, it's the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. With secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details at vsan.com
7: horses. Sign up now, Sorry, Here he is, MLB Network's Matt scurgeon closing out strong here. Good morning, pal. How are you?
4: Morning, guys. How's it going? We love these games. Huh? This has been a lot of fun to oh, watch. Yeah.
7: Awesome. Yes. What is your level of concern today with the Braves? I know it's right. He won more than 20 games, but they're getting Wheeler, who has good numbers against him.
4: Yeah, I'd be a little concerned. I mean, uh, I know that the Braves were kind of everybody's favorite non-Dodger team to to come out of the National League, if not win the whole thing. Um, you know, I, I, as far as the matchup today, as you mentioned, Mitch, like Zach Wheeler is as good as it gets. If this game were in Philly, I'd be really concerned if I were the Braves because Wheeler's numbers at home are really good. Home day starts for Zach Wheeler are the sweet spot. Um, You know, Kyle Wright's good, yes. 21 game winner, I get it. He's given up a homer in all three of his starts to the Phillies this year. And I did some deep diving. I love doing show prep uh, when I come on Follow the Money with you guys because I knew Palm was going to be on too, and he's versed in all this stuff. Um, But if you look at tendencies. And I, I playing sides on this, uh, playing totals in these games is tough. And I never advocate player batter props during the regular season because I think the numbers are wacky. And if, if you're going to write, you know, plus 250 for a guy to homer, then you can kiss my tuchus because <laughs> that's just not the right payout for a guy to hit a home run. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, uh, against Kyle Wright, I, I can't get away from the left-handed hitters. Bryce Harper's gotten him before. He homered against him uh, at the end of September. Um, And I know that that, that Kyle Schwarber has no numbers against him at all. But I feel like Schwarber could do something tonight. Real Muto has homered against him twice. And they've come on different pitches, which I think is really interesting. You know, if if a guy has multiple home runs against a starter and they've all come on the same pitch type, You can guarantee that he's not going to see that pitch for a strike in a postseason game. But for real Muto, having homered against his fastball and his curveball, I think that's pretty interesting. So Mm -hmm. hitter props are fascinating in this one. And on the other side, I like Dansby Swanson to do something um, against Wheeler, uh, if only because Wheeler uses, and I've got the number right in front of me. Forgive me for reading it. Zach Wheeler uses his fastball on the inside part of the plate almost 45% of the time. And Dansby is top ten in slugging and batting average against the inside fastball. So those are a group of players that, that I think are interesting tonight. Jesus, great,
6: insane, pro- that's awesome breakdown. Now, I also have to come over. I love your setup too. Uh, unbelievable. Here's what here's what we love, and you said about it with the with the lead-in why this is so fascinating: the condensed schedule and the war of attrition here, right? And you already saw what happened with the Phillies' bullpen and how Boone used, what happened with Robbie Ray, what Roberts is going to do. These bullpens are going to decide several games here and maybe the the World Series champion.
4: Yeah, you know what I want to know, too, going back to that Houston-Seattle game, whose call was it to put Robbie Ray in in that spot? I get it. You want the left-hander to match up against Alvarez. Got it. It just smells to me like it came from upstairs, like it was an analytics guy that made that call. Oh, Robbie Ray has not been himself down the stretch. At a clunker in the in the wild card round, and you're going to ask a guy who's been a starter his entire career to come in with the game on the line and record an out against that space alien of a hitter? Come on, man! I don't care if it's lefty versus lefty. I just I just didn't like the way that's set up for Seattle. Um, you know what's interesting too, and Ray is one of the guys uh, that missed his K prop. I always feel like I have a decent kind of head for those during the regular season. But the unders on these postseason games on starting pitching K props are staggering to me. And I've, I've got the number here. Um, the wildcard round, there were 18 starts in the wild card round. 14 and 4 to the under on starting pitcher K props. Last night, 6 and 2 to the under on starting pitching K props, at least where I shop. Uh, I looked at my own stuff there. So... Uh, you might have one or two different numbers, I guess, if you play on on one of the platforms that's legal in the U.S. or there in Vegas. I know you shop for different mm-hmm. numbers, but starting pitchers don't go as deep in these games. Uh, hitters grind a little bit more, and the Ks come down for the most part.
2: Very good. Maddie. last night, let's get to the Dodger series with the Padres. Sort of went according to Hoyle uh, with Urias going against Clevenger. But if you're a Dodger backer here, or if you're playing this series How concerned are you with Tony Gonsolin's health? The fact that Davey Roberts is going to go lefty, 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 it looks like, with Kershaw and then Anderson in game three. Maybe Gonsolin is a short outing in four with Dustin May to back it up. Are the Padres now plus 370 for this series worth a look if you don't have a healthy Gonsolin?
4: You know, I mean, geez, Mike, plus 370 always gets your attention. I just don't see this going any other way than for the Dodgers. And they're so deep. Even without Gonsolin, um, let's just say for the sake of the argument, he can't pitch at all. You know, they can have a start or a uh, a portion of a start if somebody goes short where they match up and they're still going to be okay. Yesterday, Urias was great. I don't expect anything different from Kershaw tonight. He'll be great. I also think Darvish is going to pitch well. Um, But if the Dodgers win this thing in three straight, as they did in 2020 when they boat raced the Padres in a series San Diego was never even competitive in, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the Dodgers are that good. They're that deep. The matchups are that favorable. If you can keep fading uh, Soto and Machado, keep them cold, make sure they don't have anything to hit. I don't know where the damage comes from elsewhere in that lineup.
7: Matt, can the Guardians beat the Yankees in the series if they have to win games like 3-2 every time out? Because I can't imagine, mm. like, at the end of this thing, when it's all said and done, we're going to look back and say, hey, look, can you believe it? They won every game like 7-6. Like that, that that scenario just can't happen, in my opinion.
4: Yeah. I, you know, the thing that everybody loves about the Guardians, including me, is that they're a contact team. And in the postseason, uh, when you're facing elite pitching, contact plays as it does during the regular season maybe even more so now the difference between this contact oriented guardians team and teams that have won the world series the past few years and by the way four of the last five world series winners have been top five contact teams the difference though is that those teams also had pop yeah so go back to the 2017 astros they hit for contact they also hit for massive power with that lineup same thing with the 2019 Nationals and the other World Series winners with that DNA pattern. The the problem with the the Guardians, and doggone it, I almost said Indians again, is that they don't have that three-run homer that's lingering in their lineup that could go off and tip the scales for you at any time. And I, I think that's scary. And it looks like the Yankees have lined up their pitching pretty well. Um, the Guardians are really challenged here. They're up against it.
6: Yeah. What's your World Series pick? Are you, are you going to go, Chuck? you think it's Astros and Dodgers?
4: I'm going to go Astros just because I think they're the best team in baseball. Uh-huh. Um, I, I really don't want to see 2017 all over again. I just We've seen that movie. I hope somebody gets in there and interferes. I'd love it if it was the Phillies. I think they're such a great story this yes. year. Um, the, the team that humans called the Beer League softball team back in April. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I love the Astros getting through. And in the National League, I still think the Braves are too good to, to get pushed out in the division series, even though I want to believe there's a chance for the Phils. Um, the Dodgers get through to the NLCS. I'm pretty confident that they beat San Diego. Beyond that, I don't know. I
6: I have to. Uh, I, you know, we owe you a stake. But I, I we, this must happen because I did my baseball announcer rankings yesterday, and I had you number two. I had Costas number one. But on my list, still, still alive, still alive. Uh, you must have 200 Bob Euchre stories.
4: Uh, yeah, I got some pretty good Bob Euchre stories. I bet you do. Are they arable? <laughs> I'm both, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they're mostly arable. I mean, he when Bob wanted to tell a story, there was nobody better. There was nobody that made you scoot up in your seat on the bus and listen more than Bob Euchre. And it wasn't all the time that he wanted to regale you with um, stories. But man, he told a story once, uh, we're in New York on the bus with the brewers headed to the ballpark. We drove past the part of Midtown that used to be uh, where the original La Caja Folle was. Uh, and he told a story about going to La Caja Folle with Howard Cosell. Um, and I believe the commissioner of baseball was there at the time. I think they went with when when Bowie Kuhn was commissioner, I think. Like but there were a number back. of couples. Yeah, and and uh, when Bob Euchre does a Howard Cosell impression, um, at the moment that Cosell realized that the hostess was actually a host because he saw something protruding from the bottom of the skirt, um, I can't do the story justice, but yeah, yeah, Euchre's the funniest guy that's ever lived. <laughs> you, what is that? What is that coming out of a <laughs> skirt? Are you kidding me?
7: (laughs) Great spot, pal. Thanks as always. You're the best.
4: Good seeing you guys.
7: Enjoy the games today. Uh, See ya. There you go. Mad (laughs) All right. I'm sure he's got 200 more of those. Sure. A plus, C plus. Rough.
0: Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zin at a store near you.
1: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
3: Get more from Beeson. Get more from Beeson. Get more from Beeson. Get
7: more from
0: Beeson. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
1: CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.